Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and left during the night for Egypt, where he stayed until Herod died. This was done to make come true what the Lord had said through the prophet, I called my son out of Egypt. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Printing to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and that opening Bible passage gave us just the tiniest little glimmer into the life of our Blessed Mother. And that, of course, is the story of their flight into Egypt when Joseph was awoken in a dream that King Herod was out to kill all the young baby boys under the age of two. And he was told by the angel to get up and flee to Egypt. So just imagine the poor Blessed Mother is woken up and her husband is like, come on, Mary, grab the baby. We're going to Egypt. And just try to put yourself in her shoes. What did she grab? What did she have to pack? And I'm guessing they probably took a, a donkey or something maybe for the for the the trek into Egypt, but she's probably not packing all of her worldly possessions or a ton of stuff. Like she probably packed very, very minimally and for just this the stuff that she absolutely needed. And so I couldn't help but think about this flight into Egypt as I was trekking around Europe this past summer because I was, you know, I'm always thinking about um, this podcast and what does God want me to say to all of you? And so, and I try to make it relevant to what's going on in our lives as moms and women. And so anyway, I want to give you an image of how we packed for this trip. So we are in Europe for a month with my husband and I and our four kids. And we didn't want to pack suitcases because we were traveling via the the train system for the most part and walking from the train to whatever rental we had, whether it be an apartment or a house. So we are trying to, it's very hard for our family to, to catch a, a taxi cab because there's so many of us. So we have to wait for a minivan and it's just like one more obstacle <laughs> to traveling. So we try to pack as light as we can, but I also wanted to bring my computer. So in addition to my backpack, I had a duffel bag as well that I carried kind of like on my shoulder as best I could or kind of like on the front of me as best as I could. So when I say backpack, I want you to imagine the kind of backpack that a hiker would have if they were going to be doing the Appalachian Trail. So it's a pretty huge backpack that it goes over my head down to the base of my spine, okay? Um, and my husband and I have one of those, my son and my oldest daughter, and then the next daughter down. 
And then our youngest child at seven, she carried what you would call like a school backpack. And I think she had two of those. And one of them we discovered was filled with stuffed animals. Yeah, we discovered that in the Newark airport, that she had an entire backpack filled with stuffed animals. But that's another story for another day. Anyway, I majorly overpacked for this trip. And it got me thinking about clutter and just the weight of all this stuff. So that's where this podcast episode came from today. How did I get to this point? Because I'm typically a very good packer. Like we can usually pack three suitcases for at least a week for our entire family. But because we are going to be gone for so long, I fell into the trap. And I started thinking as this backpack of mine is getting heavier and heavier with every hour that we're traveling, trying to get from place to place, I'm thinking like, what in the world was I thinking? And I think a lot of it is the same that I hear when I declutter people's homes. So if you're new here, welcome. Um, One of my main jobs is I am a declutter coach. So I physically go into people's homes and I help them declutter the stuff and I fill up my minivan and I take it to the donation center. So I hear a lot of stories about people's stuff, right? And apparently I am no different. Because when I was packing for this trip, I thought to myself, well, we're going to need, there's the things that you need, right? You need your basic stuff. And every place we stayed almost had a washer and dryer, or at least a washing machine. So I could do laundry. That was always something that I looked for. But so you figure like your bare necessities would be like four days worth of clothing, in between times that I could do the wash. Okay. So you got your under things, you got your socks and, you know, and other than that, I felt like I was pretty bare minimal, but then, um, oops, I'm sorry. My phone is sitting here and it just dinged. Um, but then on top of that, I had things that I purchased to take on this trip. So they were new clothing and things I was excited to bring. So I fell into the trap of, but I love it which I hear a lot from my clients. I just love it, Gina. I don't know. I can't part with it. And that's what I fell into is, well, I know I already packed a black ribbed t-shirt, but I also want the scoop neck one. So I'll pack that one too. And I know I already have one dress, but it doesn't cover my knees. So I'm going to need one that covers my knees for the Vatican. So I better pack that one too. And I love it. I bought it specially for this trip. So that was the first trap I fell into was that I loved it. Um, Then I fell into the trap that I hear very often of I might need it. I just might. So that's how the rain ponchos got into my backpack, and not just one rain poncho, but probably three because I thought maybe one of my kids will need one, or maybe I'll sit on a wet park bench and I'll need to put something down, or I don't know, I just might need it. Um, Then I had things that were just purely for pleasure, like the hammock that I packed, because I thought, oh, wouldn't it be nice to go hiking up in the Alps and then set up a hammock? Well, let me tell you, Oftentimes, people don't use their things because they forget that they even own it. Well, guess what? I didn't even remember that I had a hammock in my backpack 
the entire month. So it sat in the top pocket of my backpack the entire month because every time I went hiking, I forgot to bring it because I forgot I even had it. So there was that. Happens all the time. Happens with my clients. So I loved things. I might needed them. I might need, that was not proper English at all. I might need an item. So I fell into that trap. Um, And then I fell into the trap of, well, it's a big backpack and I have the room. This is a big one. Well, what's one more thing because it doesn't take up that much space? And I have the room because those pockets expand. And as long as the fabric extends higher and higher, I had room for it. So guess what? I filled it. Now, when they, when you go backpacking, it is recommended that you don't carry more than 20% of your body weight. Well, my backpack was approximately 35 to 40% of my body weight. Plus I had the duffel bag. So when I wanted to put put this backpack on, anytime I put it down, my husband had to like put it on my back for me because I couldn't even pick it up from a seated position. So it just got to be so heavy. And here's the thing. When we have so much stuff, it is physically hard to carry. And I was exhausted. I got um, sore feet. You know, I also have rheumatoid arthritis. So like my body isn't the strongest that it's been ever. So my feet hurt. My feet were swelling. I didn't get any blisters, but like I definitely got some sore feet from, from, uh, carrying all this stuff. My shoulders hurt. My back hurt. You know, my I would get headaches because it was so heavy. And I thought, this is, this is a lot like my clients with their clutter. And it's like, you can physically get hurt in some of these homes because there's stuff piled up or you can trip over things, you know, especially as we get older, even just throw rugs, you know, like the carpet, the area rugs, like those are major tripping hazards. Now imagine like they're cluttered with toys or they're cluttered with boxes or they're just cluttered with decorative items or whatever. Like this stuff can be physically damaging to us. The next thing is it was emotionally hard for me because I began to resent all the stuff in my backpack. Like, I was just like, why did I pack so much? I was beating myself up. How, you know, saying the things that I hear my clients say, how could I be so stupid? This is so stupid of me. I can't believe that I packed all this stuff. Why would I think I would need this? And we start beating ourselves up over our stuff when it's just stuff. And yet, like, I just, you know, I couldn't part with anything Because again, I loved it. I needed it. I wanted it. Some of it was for comfort. Some of it was just, you know, out of necessity. But the other thing when we have so much stuff is that I couldn't find anything. So when we were on the train or the plane or something like that, I couldn't remember of all the pockets on this backpack. Okay, where did I put the charger? Okay, where did I put the Band-Aid? Where did I put the bags for my daughter to get sick in? Where did I put the 
the lollipops for her to feel better with? Where did I put the snacks? Where did I do this? Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't remember. And then the backpack itself is this big cavernous pit, right? So I would pack it and then I would forget because I'd be packing it and unpacking it every day. Where did I put that? Oh my gosh, I forgot. The towels that we need for the beach are on the very, very bottom. So now I have to dig everything out and get the stuff. How many times do we do this in our homes where we can't find anything? So we're constantly organizing, reorganizing, and repurchasing stuff because we can't find what we've already purchased. So it was just like this this backpack just became you know, symbolic of all the clutter in our lives. And lastly, clutter costs us money. When I checked my backpack onto the airplane, that costs money. You have to pay to check your luggage. If I had packed to the point where I could just have a carry-on bag, that would have been included, right? So that cost me money. Um, It costs us money in taxis because, again, We had to always have an oversized vehicle. When we rented a car, we couldn't just rent a car. We had to rent a van because we had all these backpacks. Like the the poor drivers of these taxis would pull up and be like, whoa, you guys have a lot of stuff. And be like, yes, we do. And um, the other thing is, so that costs money to physically check the bag. But how much money is your clutter costing you when you have to repurchase things, when things are damaged, or you just, you can't remember if you own them, so you purchase it again? You know, I I hear this stuff all the time. And the last thing that kind of made me a little resentful was that I had so much stuff, I felt like I didn't leave any room for any kind of souvenir. You know, I did... I did purchase a few things over there, but there were so many more awesome things. You know me, I love to go thrifting and I just could pack like tiny little things. Like I bought little things, but I just feel like when we have so much stuff, we aren't leaving space for the spontaneous and we're not leaving space for God's blessings. You know, like the organized mom can be the spontaneous mom because the mom that comes home from the pool and dries out the towels and makes sure that the bathing suits are hung up and empties the the empty snack packages and refills the bag, she's ready for the next adventure. So the next time they want to go to the pool, everything's ready to go. The towels are dry, the bathing suits are dry, the snacks are packed in there, there's probably some water bottles ready to go versus the mom that didn't do any of that and you open up the trunk of the car and the the smell of that moldy pool towel hits you in the face and you're like, oh, I forgot to empty this out, right? We've all been there. And so when we don't leave space, whether it be time in our day or physical space or emotional space or spiritual space, we're not leaving space for God to come into our lives and to bless us with his idea of what we need. And I think that takes us back to the Blessed Mother and her flight into Egypt, that she left in the middle of the night with the bare necessities. Why? Because the bottom line is they heard what God wanted for them and they trusted that they could go and that he would provide everything that they needed. And when I 
have breakthroughs with my clients. And this is why I really started working with more Christian women with my decluttering was because really what it comes down to, I will ask them when they are stuck on an item or they're stuck on making a big, massive downsizing, I'll say, do you trust God? Do you believe in him? And if they say yes, then the only question to ask is, well, then do you trust that he's going to provide what you need when you need it? And have you left the space for those blessings? Have a great day. I will see you on Saturday with a five-minute declutter with me. And don't forget to sign up for the September Rosary Group. We're going to be doing the Sorrowful Rosary. So it's every weekday of September at 5 a.m. I know, right? Who Who's always wanted to get up at 5 a.m.? I know I've struggled to try to get up at 5 a.m. This is the perfect opportunity. Get the school year off to a great start. Wake up. Put God before anything else, and you're going to be amazed at how he will multiply the hours in your day if you give him the first hour. Have a great one. I'll see you on Saturday. Bye-bye.